podcast like i said uh back with another episode new topics new vibes new energy yo 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 it's your boy cozy also known as vanilla velvet also known as that boy in the white t-shirt also known as that nigga over there what it do what it do i come back i'm about to teach you something real quick and what's up guys it's finay repping briar for the females of the podcast and we make we do it for us so let's get into it all right, so now, um, this week, as you know, we always have our featured artists. And but real quick, uh, to the audience out there, please subscribe. Subscribe. If you're an iPodcast user, please subscribe. You'll get all the notifications to all when we uh, release new episodes. If you're on Spotify, also subscribe. Uh, that really helps a lot. Uh, make sure you download the podcast. That also helps. And yeah, do that, please. Support us. Uh, so anyway, before we get into the first topic, we have our new spotlight artist of the week that goes by the name of Blue Nightmare. Um, Joe actually put us on to this artist um, and he played some of his music and I thought he was really dope, had a really dope sound. The first joint we're gonna play, I'm gonna play um, Let. So let's go. So yeah, that was Blue Nightmare with um, a song off of his Corn 3 EP called Let. Very talented dude. Actually, it'd be nice if y'all go ahead and follow him on Instagram. It's Blue Nightmare, literally spelled out like that. Um, so yeah. The first topic I want to bring to everybody's attention is mental health, right? I know a lot of us struggle with that, especially in the Black community, but we don't like to talk about it. So a question that I want to gauge to you, Damari and Joe, is what are y'all's experience with mental health? Like, would you say it's in a great state? Um, could it be better? When it comes down to mental health, it's, it's looked down upon in the community. Like, we recently, we started, like, on social media and, like, you know, in person, we kind of started bringing it up in questions, saying this is something that's important to us but it is still considered a joke, honestly. 
like even a small portion of us who actually take it serious the other people we could like because honestly there's so many things that we go through so much trauma that we deal with that we never even address or talk about that it starts to kind of build in within us then we start to say man we we don't need this we don't need that we don't need help because then we feel like oh then no one is going to help us but honestly the only people who can help us is us only we can do it for us but like what about your specific mental health if you don't mind me asking because I think on the We Do It For Us podcast, it's important for us to be vulnerable with our audience and, you know, tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Where would you guys say your mental health is at right now? And what do you guys do to keep it at a decent, healthy pace? I'm going to give time for Joe to formulate his really, a really good answer. Um, so I'm going to take this one. To answer your question specifically to what I do, because you phrased two questions in the beginning. You said, how do we sort of prioritize mental health in the Black community? and how do you individually deal with your own mental health? So I'll answer the first one because you kind of rephrased it into the personal. Um, me personally, I wouldn't, because when we talk about mental health, there's like actual conditions, like chronic uh, conditions of mental ailments versus probably just the way you personally dealing with in your own head, if that makes sense. So to answer the question and to like go to what I'm saying, um, how I probably deal with things is I'm, I'm a person that takes in a lot of information. And with that comes a lot of very deep periods of my life where I'm very deep in thought. And that's kind of always where I've been at in my own head a lot. So I've, I've probably dealt with like insecurity within myself, probably not thinking that I can do something or, you know, not feeling motivated to do something. Uh, just thinking so far ahead because I'm taking in so much information and, you know, just wanting to constantly be in search to learn more with that comes with just like, all right, so what's after this? Like I'm constantly thinking past just my own physical existence. And it could kind of like, I kind of have to catch myself like, Oh, wait a minute, relax. You're still here on earth and kind of dealing with my earthly human experience before I try to, you know, think of something much grander than myself. So I guess I'll start there with that. I don't know if that made sense. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Amari, I really do. But um, I guess when the best way I deal with my mental health, honestly, I was dealing with a lot of shit, like, before. To a point where, like, I was always on go. Like, my mind was always on go. Like, my body was always on go. Like, I never gave myself a break for anything. As soon as I go to sleep, I wake up, and I get back to doing what I was going to do. And honestly, that shit wasn't even healthy enough for my body as well as my mind. So the biggest thing I can say right now is is rest. Rest is, is rest the one thing I, I really do right now that kind of helps dealing with mental health. Because when my mind and body is always on go, I feel like shit. I kind of feel kind of anxious. I feel kind of like <clears throat> I'm dealing with a lot of shit that I don't need to be dealing with. So rest is the most is like the top one right now. Uh, the second one is distance gotta give yourself distance from people or things that kind of can hold you back to some things because when you're relating or you're like right next to someone or you're with someone all the time who's not on the same level or is on something totally different than you are you start to feel like shit either they're doing something better than you and you're like shit man like oh man i'm never gonna get there because then you're gonna start feeling bad because you're always with that person but they're doing more than you are so you're gonna start comparing yourself to that person or 
you're with someone or that's not doing worse than you or is like dealing with something that's even worse. And then you're starting to tie yourself into that. And I guess it's like a, a give and take situation with that. So rest, distance, and then exercise. Honestly, I've been exercising a lot more recently and it's a great way to relieve a lot of stress on your mind, running, jump roping, you know, weights, all those things I've been trying to do and incorporate into my daily routine is better for me and it's better for my health honestly though so that's 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 what i do yeah those are some some really actually great points that you made joe and it kind of relates to me um as far as mental health like i i don't think that i'm one of those people that were born with any like chemical imbalance that causes me to feel certain ways um lower than my actual nature of being but I've been put in situations and I've constantly gone through traumatic experiences in my life, in my childhood specifically, that have caused me to become sad. So the thoughts of, dang, I'm not good enough, dang, I'm seeing what this person is doing, I'm seeing what that person is doing in high school, and I'm like, like, I don't think I'll ever achieve that like greatness that I perceive to be great, not knowing what people go through. And that's the thing, like I want everybody to know out there, just because you may see somebody quote unquote thriving, they very well may be, but that has nothing to do with you. Like you just got to hone in and focus on yourself and whatever it is that you want to accomplish in this life, do your very best to reach that point. But anyways, getting back to like mental health for me, I've had points of sadness and I find that what I like to do is actually the opposite of Joe, which you didn't like to do, which is um, not being in the right headspace, but working, working, working. That's what I do to maybe distract from the thoughts of sadness. But it actually makes me happy to know that I've, if, I, if I set a goal, I'm one of those people, I could never find things outside of school, of course, because school is, you know, whatever it is for me. I never find those things to be daunting. It actually helps me relieve stress. So that's really good. And distance too is a, is a big one. I don't hear a lot of people talk about that. And there's another point to even touch on that you brought up, Joe, which is like associating with people that might be doing better than you. So they might be putting in your brain subconsciously that you're not as good, or you hang around with people that are doing worse off than you and so it turns into a pity party or a misery circle and it might in turn cause you to start thinking the same way because my mom always told me you become and you are who you hang around so that's very important i i'd, I'd agree with uh everything you're saying especially the distance portion because uh just recently I, I had to deal with a situation where I had to draw a distance from a certain person. And, and, you know, it was, it was definitely, it was telling, like it, it was, it was a learning experience more so because I've never really had a situation like that where I had to just completely, it's like someone you're talking to every single day, you just got to completely like cut it off. Even in that, talking about mental health, distancing is very important, even with family members, bro, because niggas just throw the word family around and we blood, we blood, and just, you know, can do the most egregious shit to you or say the most egregious things about you, you know? And that's like, that's like normalized because it's like, oh, we family, you know, this is how we just, this is how family is, we family, that's how it is. It's like, no, that's not how it is that you're not gonna handle me that way. And setting those boundaries are important because you will let a motherfucker play with you when they don't know that you serious. Cause like you always, y'all grew up, it was like, oh, cousin, what's the problem? We always, we play around. 
come on, nephew, we always playing. Come on, you're getting so serious. It's like, no, I have serious boundaries. Like, don't do that. Stop doing that and don't ever do that again. So making those things clear for everyone in your life is also a large part of your mental health, I would say. So let me ask you guys, aside from your personal experience inward, like individually with mental health, do you guys and have you guys ever uh, came across somebody in your life that had to deal with something like depression, issues, um, anxiety to the point where it was crippling, like a significant other, a family member, a friend? Like, what was your experience with someone like close to you with that? Honestly, I've had to deal with it with the family members. Um, the biggest thing is like you be trying to help. But, and I dealt it with it myself. And the biggest thing is when it comes down to some things, this is the mindset how it is. You don't want to tell anyone or bring anyone else in it because it's like sinking. You're like sinking into like the ocean. And when people are trying to reach out to you or trying to help you, you feel not like you're help, they're helping you like bring you back up. You feel like you're sinking so far deep that if you grab onto them, they're going to be sinking with you. So it's better for you to kind of deal with it alone so you won't bring anyone else down with you. Sometimes they take it to a level where they kind of distance themselves from you, but you can't take it personal because you got to understand that they're not distancing themselves from you because they, they don't, you know, they don't like you. They don't fight with you. You know, they don't, they don't care. It's because they feel like if they try to open up with you, they will bring you down with them. So it kind of is a hard thing to deal with when it comes down to family, significant others and friends. All these people are black that I'm saying. So not one of them will ever say, oh, I, want, I need to go see a therapist or anything like that. So, because you know how it is, therapy is just, what, that shit's just a pill factory. You're just going in, they're going to put you on some shit, and you're never actually going to deal with the situation. So, they're, like, dealing with these things, and they can't really hack nobody for help. They can't, you know, because, for, like, there's so many different things. When it's come for, like, younger people, they won't ask anyone for help because they're afraid that someone's going to talk behind, behind their back. If just for, like, older people with my family, it's like they're afraid to let you in because, you know, they should be old enough to deal with this by themselves. So it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to deal with when it comes down to family, friends, significant others, because no matter what, unless they agree to seeking some help, you really can't do anything. It's like you're just watching them fall into a hole because you try to help, they won't let you in. Either you distance yourself, they distance themselves, and that's just the end of it. So it's very, very hard for me and for other people I see. The point I was trying to make about like the chronic conditions of what some people describe chronic is like anxiety disorders, like Vinay said earlier, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression or bipolar disorder, uh, a personality disorder, and or post-traumatic stress disorder. So condensing this to touch on, because I know Vinay touched on the point of like mental health in the black community and understanding our 400 year plus years of just trauma and dealing with that transgenerationally. That's a lot of the shit we sweep under the rug. Like I, I made a post on my Instagram the other day. It's like I said, you can't run away from the moon, the sun and the truth. At some point, whatever you're dealing with internally shall rise to the surface. So it's like, it's no point in you trying to bury these feelings because they're just going to manifest in a way that you probably don't want them to. 
it's crazy how much we sweep underneath the rug in the black community. Honestly, I think going to, to therapy should be standard. I think that that should be a standard thing that is especially implemented within school systems. Mind you, we have therapists at school. Well, every school that I've been to, because we, we live in Florida, they have school therapists. And I've actually been to, I've been to school therapists because I find it difficult and I have found it difficult to navigate through life during the middle school era and part of the high school era, but that shit should be standard. And it should be okay for us to seek help outside of ourselves or even our friends, because it's true, like regular individuals that don't have a background in psychology and even uh, interpersonal skills and emotional skills don't know what to do in those types of situations. All we can do is show our support, but it's true. Like we don't want to get wrapped up to the point where we start to feel those feelings because we're energy and we can transfer that to each other. But also we, we don't know what to do. So I think that in the black community, we should start normalizing going to therapy, but I'm starting to learn as a growing adult that the best thing to do when you want change to come is to change within yourself first. So one thing that I've decided to do when I start my family, I'm going to breed a, a feeling of love to the point where you shouldn't be afraid to talk to me. Make sure my kids go to therapy, even if they don't have anything that they're dealing, dealing with, even if they're fine, like talk out your issues, learn how to deal through your issues because it's actually unhealthy in my opinion to, to raise children, shielding them from world issues as if they don't exist. That's gonna shell shock them when it's time for them to go out into the world and they find out, hey, you do get your heart broken. Hey, people are aggressive. People are angry for no reason. People do shoot people in the face for no reason. Like there is racism, there is colorism, there is homophobia, like there are these things to be addressed. So that's where I'm at with it. What can we do to, to, to normalize being in a, in a place that isn't happiness? Cause that happens too. Life is a fucking roller coaster. Like we're not always going to be at a high point. And what I want to do is document my life um, through those low moments, those happy moments, those angry moments, those lost moments. Honestly, th this is one thing I want to tap onto it too. Like, you know, tag on. So it's not just therapy and especially for the black listeners out there don't think just therapy you got to also remember it's the therapist you're going to because if you're going to a white therapist they're going to tell you some shit based on white therapy and not all black therapists is going to tap into comedics and you know and the actual black mind they're just going to tell you shit they've learned at the white therapy schools. So if you're going to a therapist, you gotta go to a therapist who you have a personal connection with, who can actually understand where you're coming from. So it's okay to try a different therapist and different people because you're going to need that to understand, all right, is this person actually understanding where I'm coming from? Or is this person just trying to put me on some pills or medication? Is this person listening to me? Or is this person just like saying some shit and just, just, just talking to me because I pay him to talk to me or I pay them to talk to me? So you got to find that one or you got to go out there. You might want to go through probably 10 or 20 of these niggas just to find that one individual that's be able to understand and actually help you just not tell you some shit that you need to hear or want to hear. You're worthy and you deserve to go through all the therapists in the world until you meet that best match for you. Like 
you deserve somebody to work with you and guide you through the best outcome or the best mindset or whatever it is that you need, literally. So basically to wrap this up, um, I want to stress that it's important to uh, check on your friends. I know it's kind of a cliche overused uh, phrase, but it's true. Like I saw this one um, influencer that I look up to a lot and they're always smiling and they're always happy, but they just had a breakdown on social media. It's kind of like the happiest ones be the, the ones that are hurting the most. So check on your friends, the ones that you care about most, your loved ones, and make sure like, hey, how you doing? How do you really feel? Like, what are you really going through? And make sure that they're doing the same for you because I think those serve as the healthiest friendships and the healthiest relationships. Check on your strong friends, man. I know everybody says the phrase, like, check on your strong friends. The, one that's, the ones that look the strongest are probably going through the most, you know? That's, that's like, that's a very true saying. Um, that was a dope topic, Vinny. Thank you for uh, bringing, up, bringing that up this week and, uh, you know, affirming we can forward this conversation because it's a very important conversation we need to have. So before we segue into the next topic, uh, we have another record from Blue Nightmare that we're going to play. Um, this dude is really dope, man. I really fuck with his sound. Please check out all of his music on all streaming platforms. Uh, Blue Nightmare is just off of his short EP chord. That record was called Me. Uh, it's really dope, bro. He's really fuck with his sound, like I said, bro. And uh, we're going to get into this next topic. So the topic I wanted to bring up today is just our perception, perception or perspective on just education. And when I say education, I'm more so referring to public and or private education, school, whether it be, you know, pre-K, K through 12, college, post-grad, you know, those, those systems of education. And the reason why I probably bring up this topic is because segueing from our last um, topic we had when it came to the whole fact-checking subject, it made me just think about how this country specifically, here in the United States, education is prioritizing how it's used to indoctrinate young children. Um, 
and I was doing brief research, do we feel like, whether it be public or private education, do they prioritize teaching children the true necessities of life? Because I know we always talk about, oh, there's certain classes in school that we take that we won't need in our adult life. You know, like math, like what, uh, Y equals MX plus B, what am I gonna use it? I think I need to file my taxes this year. Like what the hell am I gonna use Y equals MX plus B? Wait, what am I gonna use that for? So that's kind of the framework I wanna pose this question. Do we feel that they're teaching children or young adults skill sets in order to, you know, excel in their adult life? No, I don't, I don't think that they are, but it also depends on what we or you, the individual feels or deems as a necessity, right? So for me, I'm realizing that there's a lot of things being an adult that I didn't know that I needed to know. Like I didn't know jack shit about filing for a credit card, financial literacy, health insurance, the different types of insurance, you know, stuff like that is the key to being an adult, you know, stuff like that is so important to know, but that's not what's being taught in school, not regular public school systems anyway, because that's the only thing that I know about. You know, it's crazy. I was just thinking about it while Demar was talking. You remember those electives that we take in, in like high school and shit like that? Those yeah. are necessary yeah. than the actual curriculum. Because you ever notice like home ec, you know, physical education, weightlifting, um, arts, you know, some of that shit. Business management. I mean, I mean, me, Demar and Vinay went to Dillard. So we had like different electives like business management, networking, um, you know, music. I don't know much about those classes of music, but all those different things are more necessary to build what we are, like, you know, who we become later in life than actual curriculum courses. Like, you know, who was the 15th president of the United States? You know, these are the things that we, those are the things that those, those extracurricular activities are, those are the things that we, we use more than anything else. Because shit, if you learn how to cook in high school and you be like, all right, I know how to cook some shit, like, you know, at least some decent food, for yourself and some, you know, for whoever else, you don't have to worry so much about shit going out to eat and eating all this goddamn junk food every day or spending a whole check at a restaurant, which I'm gonna get into later. But all this shit that we learned is something that we probably needed a little bit more, like basic skills. We learned that more in electives than the courses they, they mandated, like English and history and math and science, all these things that they mandated, we don't really need that much unless you're going into you know, a historian or a chemist or a goddamn English professor. Like, you don't really need a lot of these things. I mean, yeah, you don't need how to write a basic fucking essay or sentence, but, you know, we don't really need so much shit. So the education system is, is, is it doesn't set you up for failure. It just sets you up to learn basic things. And if you want to learn something else, you're going to have to go out on your own to learn all that shit. Like, sometimes it really depends on your teacher. It really depends on your fucking teacher because I remember having some some teachers at, at, at Dillard that were putting me on more game than niggas, that professors that, you know, I go to right now, so. Yeah, speaking of that, it's it's about the care level too. Like professors, I noticed compared to high school teachers, professors are more so about that back. Like here's the curriculum. I'm going to teach you how I want to teach you and that's it. High school, especially your junior and senior year, 
based off of my experience in Dillard, they want to set you off on the right path to get to the best college that you want to go to. But um, it raises another question for me, like a different aspect I want to tackle is like, what what is the parent's role as far as like youth development? Because I know a lot of parents, they go to job, they're trying to keep, you know, lights on and stuff like that for the household and food in our mouths and stuff and shelter. But do we think that like parents should be taking a bigger role in like child learning? Let's just say I have a son and I know I have to work and I know the curriculum that my child is, you know, studying, but I know that also they need tools to survive. So with that being said, do I step in and teach my, my child about that? Actually, I even know a lot of parents that don't even know what grades their children have. Even better, they don't care about what the student is learning as long as they get A's or B's, you know what I'm saying? But just because you have good grades in school doesn't mean you're actually learning because we all know we finesse to get the grade. We copied each other's homework in school. We cheated on tests. What really did we take away from high school? That's, and that's really my point. Like when, when it comes to education, like the really the etymology of this, the word to educate is just to train. And it pretty much deals with the mind, the development of the mind. And when we're dealing with the public school system specifically, it's a lot of indoctrination that takes place. Because I remember there's probably certain scenarios where parents have had to deal with, oh, hey, I learned such and such at school. And I'm I'm here learning that Christopher Columbus discovered America when that has not historically been true, but I got to write a whole essay about this nigga, right? And it's like, as parents to hear that, if you really know the true story and the true history of it, you would know that, okay, this is bullshit. What are we going to do about this? Because they're teaching my child lies. And to even not to go too much on a, on a, on a, um, a tangent, but just like the development of what pretty much develops a child's mind is what they're influenced by. So it's like, we're talking about, we're living in a social media age. Your child is also being influenced by that as well, right? So it's like, as parents, you know, well, I'm not a parent, but I'm just, I could just imagine how difficult it must be to just have to vet these certain forms of information your child's receiving and knowing like, hey, baby, this is not true. They lied to you. This is not accurate. Or sometimes parents just don't know because we're not, like, what are we for? We're not that far from... Jim Crow, well, like what, four or five generations out of Jim Crow? So this same, these same segregated school systems were still living off of that, not being able to, to read. We haven't been able to read for that long even as black people. So it's like, we're still living off of that mentality where it's like, we're, st- we're, we're playing catch up pretty much. We out here playing catch up with this shit. As, as, as black parents especially, it's, 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 it's very difficult to just vet a lot of this information. You just gotta be very diligent. Just do your due diligence. I'd encourage all parents to do that. Tomorrow, you said four or five generations? Two generations from Jim Crow. Literally two generations. Oh, sugar, I was sugarcoating it. Look at me. <laughs> so basically, what Demario and Vinay are saying, the biggest question is like, you know, you know, the parents barely know. You feel me? Like, our parents barely know the shit that we are learning because they don't even know the shit. You dig? Like, my mother didn't know what school I was going to until I graduated. So, so... Honestly, it's not like, yo, it's it's anything like that. It's just, that's just how she was. But on but on a different note, like the parents don't know what they're being taught because you ever sat, you ever remember, you ever remember sitting down with your moms and people's them, they trying to help you with your homework and 
they were like, bro, I don't understand this shit. Like, you know, they trying to struggle this shit too. And how can you teach your kids something if they don't even know what what they being taught? Because, you know, you you coming home after work or you doing so much shit and, you know, you have a child. I'm not saying, you know, you're not, you know, careful or cautious. You, you know, you making sure they're doing good in school. But at the same time, like, you don't really know that much because you, you, you know, you're not into that. But I notice a lot of people now, like this is a big generation, the big thing that people are going out there right now and finding more information out there for themselves. Like, you know, they're on YouTube, they're on, they're reading the books, they're learning so much shit. So I wouldn't say the right amount of people. I wouldn't even say all the people, but there's a lot of, there's a large amount of people who are going out there and doing more research now. So the next generation moving forward would have this knowledge because the previous generation did not because they were still having struggles talking about shit. How do you work a credit card? Because there are some adults out there who don't even know what the fuck a credit card is. You know, you can walk, you can walk to a 30, 40 year old man and be like, yo, I don't know how to work this shit. I don't know how to work the system. The system don't, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, you never see it because, you know, people don't want to talk about it, but there's so much shit people don't really know how to do. They don't know how to, you know, shit. Motherfuckers don't even know how to change a tire. So you can't really say, oh shit. You know, these people, they don't care. It's more like they don't know. They th- they honestly just don't know. They're not given this information. They're not being taught this information. And they didn't really even have the opportunity to get this information. So because a lot of people now have the internet and everything like that, you ha- they have the opportunity to get this information. So they're going out there and searching this information out. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Because I kind of feel like while some parents don't care some people don't care in general some people do but they don't know but my whole thing is i don't think that's an excuse because when you have a child you have to think about what life is really about right in the simplest form life is about survival and so when you decide to reproduce and you have a child i feel as though the primary goal is to set that next generation up with the best skills possible for survival so we know how America ranks as far as education. We're, we're pretty decent, but China's crushing us, specifically in technology, and that's where the globe is headed. You know, I'm looking in the chat right now of our um, information, and America's ranked 27th in the whole world. I mean, that's not, that's not bad, but that's not good, you know? Nah, because 27th, think about how many countries there are. That's, that's not, it's not too bad. It's okay. Um, no, no, it's bad as shit. When you think about this, America's a world power. So for our like education, we were 27th out of like, you know, Russia, China, you know, Japan, yeah. all these different world powers. And we're work, like really low below these people. That means we're not really high. We're not, our education system isn't that high. Our, our, our knowledge isn't high. You know, all that shit is just mediocre compared to another world power. So we're falling behind but we want to be prideful that we are better than these people. But we honestly, as a country, are not better or more innovative than any other country. And right. You- Basically, 27th, we went 27th in the world when it comes to education. And we know that's not good. But the whole essence and the whole point of life, in my opinion, is to survive. So when you have a second generation, if you have children, you need to be able to set them up with the best tools possible for them to survive. And I just feel like we know collectively, eh, school system ain't really doing that well, especially in Florida. We have some improving to do when it comes to education. We have to pay bills. We have to you know, keep the lights on. But to rely solely on the education system to teach children 
isn't very wise because we know it doesn't set them up to do anything else except become an employee. But that's not all it takes to survive. Yeah, and just to speak to that, there are just some primary essential skills as human beings. Like, like Joe said, a lot of those electives we used to take, those home ec classes, right? And, you know, what, what else did you say? Home ec, what else was it? Home ec, um, business management, um, art, music, all these different things. Like those, those, those arts is mostly like an outlet for us to be more creative. Those home ec classes are more for like hands-on, like, yo, how the fuck do I, you know, boil a fucking egg? How the hell do I do this? And then small business can help you understand not on the like you know the taxes, but they can understand how it is to to manage yourself as a business or as manage yourself and your money. Yeah. So to expand that now, and I want to kind of bring this back down to our childhood. Y'all remember those career days we used to go to, and people used to come in and say, "Hey, um, this is this is what you if you want to be a firefighter, if you want to be a policeman." I remember in like elementary school, there was only these like selective jobs that we could only like pick as far as career options, even just filling out the paper. What is it like a hundred options? When in reality, in our modern day society, there's like billions of different roles you can play in this human infrastructure, in this planet. Like, especially with the, the resource of technology, there's so much you can do. So it's just expanding the curriculum. Like, that's what I'm saying. I feel like even during this pandemic with everything being online right now, at least, especially like a lot of the online classes, I feel like we're definitely going to see a more revolutionary way where we're teaching people and kids and it's going to involve a lot more technology, you know, and that's and I feel like that's important for the advancement of our of our learning. Technology is going to be important. Not the bohemians, not just, oh, we got it. We're going to depend on Apple. We're going to depend on Mark Zuckerberg and, and Elon Musk and all these other. But I'm just saying us here on the ground level, we can learn these essential skills and bring these same resources to people that have been deprived these resources for so long and actually teach them these things and they could learn. And it'll definitely make things a lot more accessible. A lot of the things you thought were impossible are truly in your reach. So the importance of technological developments and learning is going to be very important. And if schools really want to stay here as we know them, they're going to have to involve a lot more of that and a lot more truthful information. Honestly, when it comes down to education and knowledge and things like that, they teach us something that they want to teach us because the curriculum is set to make us drones. Honestly, I actually had a class in which I was talking to my professor in, in school. And he said, yo, like school is a pipeline to either like for black people to pipeline to prison and for white people, it's a pipeline to just being drones. So what you learn in school is basically like, you know, for black people, all you do is learn to sit down you know, go ask to go places, shit like that. For white people, it's like you learn to get up to go to work, go home. You know, you get like one, like 30 minutes of free time and shit like that. So so you don't really learn anything. You're more like just a, a drone. You're just being made into a drone. You're not, you're just made into someone's telling you what to do at what time. So you just made into a fucking, like you're, not made, you're not even having your own mindset. You're just there. What you said just struck me because for, for, for white people, they're being coached to go to work for black people depending on where you live at you're being coached to go from school to prison the same outcome happens just in different ways you're making money for somebody 
you're fucking working for somebody. You're just in two different locations. So when you think about that, that's such a crazy thought about the dichotomy of this society, what it does to children and what it does for children. And if you think about middle-class and even low-class Americans, depending on who you are, you have to continue to work to, to keep the lights on and to feed your family. And there's really no leeway to actually live your life. That's crazy. And it really makes you think about mm, what the purpose somebody else has set for you before you're even born is supposed to be. Yeah, because what did they say? Every For every seat in the classroom there's a prison cell that's built and because when i watched what was that uh the 13th amendment documentary on netflix that i watched that was like a few years ago when i first learned that i'm like yo that is really fucking crazy for every one of these seats that the children are sitting in there's a new prison being built and that segues to a whole nother thing with privatized prisons and i'm that i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because we're going to be here for like the next two hours so it's just like bro it's it's a it's a crazy reality, but reality nonetheless in this country. And if we just understand what we're up against, especially when it comes to just how we're educated and how we're training, even still today, I always like, yo, can I, like, I always ask to use the bathroom. Well, like when I'm in public places, like I have to ask like, well, people will tell you like, you don't have to ask me to use the bathroom, just go use it. But based off of how I was indoctrinated, I'm like, well, I always ask to use the bathroom. Can I please use the bathroom? I always raise my hand in group settings, no matter where I'm at. Exactly. So it's just like that programming still functioning off of that. It's been, I don't know, because I'm just now really thinking about it because I still do it. Like I said, I just view this country as just, I just say this, it's the land of opportunity. However you view that is how you view it. It's the land of opportunity to do good or do evil, period. It's just about how, what your perception is. So within the land of opportunity, educate yourself and make your own decisions. Yo, 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 it's your boy, Velvet Vanilla. It's, it's your boy, Cozy, a.k.a. Joe, a.k.a. that nigga in the white T-shirt. So we got right now, it's Blue Nightmare. We got out. And damn, I just peeped some. The whole EP is let me out shit. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. I ain't put the pieces together until just now. So we got Out by Blue Lightning. Check out his, all his music. Check him out. Check out his sound. That shit nigga's Fway. You know, he repping Broward County, Florida. So peep that shit. Okay. And not you. Yeah. Don't. Don't make me devastated. Because there's so many times I contemplate.
Yeah, so as y'all know, that was uh, out by Blue Nightmare, and uh, this is Joe's topic, so I'm going to shut the hell up. <laughs> so I was thinking, right? I saw something on Twitter, and it was like, you know, some shit that we, we always have this topic on. Like, you know, it's always in the, always on social media uh, about, you know, who pays for the meal. And now I was thinking, why would I talk about that? I'm going to try to put y'all on some game real quick. Right? Y'all boys is laughing. Y'all boys is joking. But this is what I'm going to I'm going to put y'all on some game. Joe's three easy steps. We finally buy the dime. You about to take her out. She talking about bringing a friend. But you like shit. You don't really give a fuck. Because if you have these three easy steps, no matter what, you won't going to be banking out of pocket. You won't even give a fuck. Right? Let me ask y'all what, what y'all think the three easy steps are. DeMar, what's your, what do you think the, the three easy steps are? Three easy steps to what? In courting a woman? No, no, no. When you finally get her and it's time to take her out. I finally get... How did I get her? You, it doesn't matter. You finally about to go on a date. You, she agreed to going on a date with you. What are the three easy steps? I think the important thing in that, like, where... Like, I think in the woman's mind especially, where are you going to take me? And that's where they're probably going to draw their first evaluation of you. Like, where is this nigga going to take me? And that's going to set the precedent for what happens next. So, I mean, after that, if she's still, you know, invested in the situation. See, look, I'm going to be honest about my financial situation. I'm going to be honest because I know, ah, nigga, you better trick off on me. We need to go to, uh, got the Benihana, nigga, the 1940s. Nigga, I don't have none of that. So, in reality, if that were a situation were to happen, like, right now, I know, <laughs> look, Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> nigga. It got to be a car situation first. Like we probably like drive in and like probably get some probably some, some food and then we just sit in the car eating. That's probably how it would start off. You talking about second date ideas, not first date ideas. Your car situation is when you pull up on the second date because the first date you got to be in a public place because the thing is this is the first time she ever linking with you, so she can't be in no private area. You did, unless you know she just trying to fuck. It's okay to link in the car, but if you like. Like y'all just linking for the first time. You can't link in a whip. That's that's weird. You dig? All right, copy, 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 copy. Okay. So what? Okay, like a, cause I know what fast food spots are usually the, the first. No, what? That too. Vinay, put him on some shit. Cause I don't think he. All even... right. So this is what I'd encourage to do. If I were you. I would be talking to this girl for a while, like, okay, FaceTime, like, okay, I'm getting to know you. We chopping it up so I know, okay, what you like to do. Boom. Then invite her over to your house if she's comfortable. If she's comfortable. If she's not, then I'd say take her out someplace around her area so she's not inconvenienced. Take her out to eat within your budget. If it's Benny Hanna's, it's Benny Hanna's. You don't order anything, but you make sure that she orders whatever she wants within a reasonable scale of, let's say, $75 to $80. Mm. Boom. Appetizers and water. Simping right there. You you tripping. You tripping. You tripping. I'm a simp. I I, I already know. It's it what is I, what it is. I, I'm a simp. I'm just starting to like meet her. Like, why would I, like, what? Uh, am I just supposed to just show her all the Kurt? Like, am I just supposed to, you know, what I'm saying pull the show all of my cards? Like, what are we doing here? I, this is what you do, right? First rule: you don't go to dinner on the first date. You go to lunch. When you go to dinner. It's just dinner and the bed. That's on some tender shit. That's only if you're trying to fuck. If you're trying to get to know her, if you're fucking with her, lunch is different. 
I don't never take no girl on a first date to dinner. Why? Because dinner's like, okay, it's already setting a mood, the ambience. She doesn't really, she knows what you're trying to do already. But lunch, lunch is more, all right, it's more, it's more acceptable. It's more like, okay, let me see what you want. All right, that's that's the first thing because at night she's gonna be putting on some shit. You know, you, you know, you gonna pull up in a dress. Now that's date night type shit. I need I need trench coat the first date. Nope. I need trench coat vibes the first date. You hear me? And then now this makes me overthink now because now I gotta oh I have to change my approach on how to court a woman in the first date. This next step, you take it to a spot that you know you like. You did. You put her on something that you do. Don't put her on some shit like Benny Hanna's or. You know, some shit like that or Applebee's. Nah, because there are so many restaurants and businesses out there. You can put it on a, a nice meal that you fuck with because you already been there. So, you know, the prices on the places. You feel me? You already know what you about to get. You already know if, if she you can recommend something to her because you already been there before. So if I'm taking a shorty out, right, I'm taking her out to lunch and I'm already saying, yo, there's this place off of Oakland. It's a nice little area. It got a nice little vibe to it. It's not too much. And you already been, I've already been there before. You know, they got tacos and they got jerk chicken. It's a whole different thing. You feel me? She's like, oh, okay. You know, she probably been there herself before too. So you put her on that. That's that's rule number two. You go to a place that you've been before. You don't go to a place that that's a vibe that you want to go, you know, you want to put her in. Nah, you put her on something relaxing, you dig? Yo, I'm going to have to call this segment Relationship Advice with Cozy. This is what I've done, right? <laughs> Take a short day out to lunch. I took a shorty of my spot where I like to eat. Um, and I know the person personally because, you know, him and my dad go way back, you feel me? So I went, I, w I pulled up in the flicks, you feel me? And I got me two plates, you know? I don't eat chicken, so drink chicken, and I got her some pork and chicken. And that cost me probably like $10 right there, you feel me? So then we pull up to this park I like to go to, you know what I'm saying, in the area. It's nice at park. It's a nice vibe. It's, you know, it's, you know, nice, cool atmosphere, shit like that. Then after that, you feel me? We ate, we posted up, we ate, and shit like that. Then there, only thing I spent on this shit was about like what, two, three dollars. At this point, I've only spent like what, about not even twenty dollars on this whole date right now. But she having fun. I let her have the ox. She played her music. I'm like, okay, I'm fucking with it. I'm listening to what she likes to listen to. You dig? But all this is in public areas. You know, getting the food in the public areas, the park, the public area. So she's comfortable saying, all right, you know, it's not like I'm pull pulling off her into the duck. Then we went, I went on Groupon, right? And I saw this cool little thing where Groupon was doing this 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 painting place. Or like, you know, like I think I don't know, like a session flight, you know what thing, another ten dollars. And that shit down there cost me what? About twenty-five dollars for a date right there. Simple. And guess what? I fucked with her. She was fucking with me. I don't fuck with her no more, but she was fucking with me. I got in there. So you pretty okay. You said you use Groupon? You Groupon. And that's what I'm saying. There's no shame and stuff like that. But did she know that? Oh. Ex and see, it doesn't fucking matter. Here's the thing, though. You see how you was already plotting like, shit, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, it's too much pressure. Nah. If you already know what you like to do, let's say this, right? You like to use Groupon. I like to use Groupon to go do some shit, too, right? That's cool compared to if you thinking, damn, I'm going to spend, I'm going to have to go to this basic guy's date. At night, I'm about to spend probably like $60, $70 on some food, tip the waiter, tip the, you know, shit like that. All right. You know, all that shit. Just might might go to basic ad movie or, or, or you know, shit like that is boring, bro. You're not going to get to know nobody like that. You're going to be like, bro, what the fuck? You wasted all your money just for her to be like, damn, I wish I went to something better. Nah, she going she gonna to hit you back up. I'm going to tell you why. She going to hit you back up because 
you took her and did something with her and did something <laughs> totally different than what they was used to. You feel me? They was already used to, you know, doing one thing, you know, going out on a date, you know, in their area or, you know, going out to eat in this. But you got to tell like, yo, you got to put them on something different. You feel me? You got to be different to, to do something different. So, Vinay, bro, honestly, after listening to these three rules, do you think you're going to get farther than if you did on your own? I mean, structure is always great for me because I feel like if I'm just, like, free-falling it, like, oh, okay, like, I don't know what to do, it's not going to go as well. So I think structure would help not just me, but Damari, it'll help everybody listening. But I'm going to tell you this, Joe, you might need to make this a regular thing because you really got the game and also – this helps for guys and people who like women, but like, what about girls and people who like guys? We gotta help them out too. So I think we might have to, you know, do a separate thing for the guys. I have to bring a yes up on here. That's what we might have to do. I don't know who. I don't know if y'all know somebody, a girl that can speak to like, and not any girl that's jaded. You know what I'm saying? That's just what Twitter brained and just speaking from their trauma. And say niggas ain't shit and oh god men are horrible why do men exist like fuck out of here please we don't want to hear from you i mean if they want to hear they can always link with Damari. they can always link with me they can always link with me the first rule go to lunch the second rule find food in your area like you know you fuck with and the third rule is find an activity you either implement before or after you get the food to do that is cheap you go on groupon see what you can do or something that's like cool as fuck that you know, you know, a little niggas in the studio or niggas at this paint place or this this warehouse and they just put on this whole art show, some shit like that. You feel me? Do some shit different. Do something that you ain't never done before. You dig? Do something with her that she probably ain't never done before. So I mean, that's that, and that segment is pretty much something we discussed. That's a Joe freestyle, so that was great. So you know, when Joe doesn't have any topics to talk about, I'm gonna just I just let him freestyle and. I'm going to just play another joint from um, Blue Nightmare. It's called Incomplete slash All in You. So, yeah, I'm going to let this roll. Made me feel it. Yeah, so like I said, that was Blue Nightmare, Incomplete, slash All In You. And yeah, great record. Like I said, check out all his music on all streaming platforms. Please, Blue Nightmare, y'all stream that. Um, So I'm going to just do a music updates real quick. I'm going to be transparent with the listeners. Tomorrow's my birthday, nigga, and I want to go out. So that's why we rushing this shit. I'm going to be transparent with y'all. So I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. So now I'm going to just do... Uh, my little music updates because there's some shit that has been coming out. Um, so I'm going to start. Uh, Burden of Proof, Benny the Butcher, 
we I'm not gonna get into debate with nobody. That's the best hip hop album this year. I'm not gonna debate nobody about it right now. We could do that another time, but it's the best hip hop album that has come out this year, period. Um Black Thought, Streams of Thought came out. Uh TI's Libra, Dope Project, fuck with it. That came out. Uh 21 Savage, Metro Boomin, Savage Mode, the chopped and screwed version, a lot of that Houston influence, the codeine, drugged out sound. Um I heard like two tracks off of the that chopped up version. It was all right. Um, what else we got here, real quick? Uh, Davies, Karma Three Deluxe, put that out. I like some of the extra songs he put on there. And Ty Dolla Sign, featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Um, a really dope project. A lot of really good party type records on there. Uh, really fuck with it. Uh, super super proud and happy for uh, Ty Dolla Sign for this project. Uh, Dej Loaf, Sell to Soul 2. I haven't heard it yet, but it's out. Y'all go check that out. And yeah, that's all I have for music updates. Yo, yo, yo. So I got some music as well, too. We got Comethazine. He dropped Bosky 4. We got Cheapy Red, Spooky Sounds EP. We got, uh, oh, Big Sean dropped Detroit 2 Blessings. Um, Gucci Man dropped The So Icy Gang. I guess that's his, like, little thing. He dropping um, Party Next Door, Party Pack. Yo, wait, Vinay, do you have music updates? Wait. Oh, do I have any music updates? Yeah, I have one. Um, you guys heard earlier that tomorrow, October 26th, is Damari's birthday. So before we exit out, I want to go ahead and say happy birthday to Damari. Happy birthday, Damari. Y'all boys say happy birthday to Damari in the comments, if you can. I thought you guys were going to sing it, and I was going to get, like, really uncomfortable <laughs> because I don't get happy birthday say to me very often. It was... All right, my peoples, all right, my peoples is screaming, y'all. We're going to have to get out of here. This is this has been a great episode. Y'all going to hear this shit is fire. Nigga, we're good at what we do. I know we only five, we what, six episodes by this, six episodes in. We're really good at what we do, and just continue to su support greatness, please. And on that note, we out of here.